that's the follow-on is that it does successfully publish, but then it doesn't show up on the delivery platform. And then this troubleshooting cycle begins. The only information architecture that matters is the one that you can implement. So I want to change subjects a little bit because there is another question on here that I'm, that you, Ren said that you wanted to talk about. So I'm going to assume you do want to talk about this and I'm super curious. Um, can you talk a little bit about how to become an IA? Because I feel like um, there is maybe a lack of really talented IAs out there. And especially, you know, going over the, the amount of content we have to deal with the next 20, 30 years, we're going to need a lot more of them. So who better to ask? Right. So uh, I actually did a, a paper on this a few years ago and it was about, you know, how do people become IAs? Because I can tell you that my services are in great demand, like every other um, information architect, architect that I know, that we are not suffering from work, a deficit of work. There's so many people who need assistance because they're being asked to, to do this complicated, you know, develop this this framework, this complicated exercise, and there's not um, a, a formal training program for that at this point. And so one of the things that, that came out of it is that there are a number of paths that people take to become an information architect. I'm going to focus on the management information architect, first of all. And so my path was through technical writing. I have a master's in professional and technical communication, and there's a number of folks who um, who, who come through that route where we wanted to get certification or formal training and how to, uh, you know, consistently structure content before there was structured authoring and ways to, to help us do that. It was up to us to, to just do it well and understanding the basic principles of technical communication uh, was a great starting point. There are other folks who are coming in from the library sciences. Now, these folks tend to be working um, as the folks who are the metadata shepherds. And they tend to be coming in from the taxonomy side and through these delivery systems that have a large reliance on metadata. So they have formalized taxonomy and, you know, they might have a TMS that actually manages it separately. Um, and we're seeing more and more companies make investments in that area. And I'm finding folks, I, I would put that under management architecture, information architecture as well. But the folks that are being Sorry, more... TMS, yeah. let's just make sure we're... Okay, because there's, there's also translation management system. This is my belief, not anything that, you know, I don't see the future. Uh, that folks have made a huge investment in structured content, but now they want to see the payoff in, in better delivery. And that is through metadata. So we're going to see a major investment in companies to either develop a richer taxonomy or manage what they have better than having it on, you know, three spreadsheets on some marketing folks' desks, right? And, uh, and, and that's where, you know, that is also part of management information architecture that we want to be able to, to know what, what metadata is available to us. And like I said, folks with library sciences backgrounds are awesome in that role. 
Then I see the um, the tech folks and subject matter experts. And I say tech folks. So, you know, in the case of um, high tech companies, a lot of times you'll you'll have folks that are developing con developing actual products and they start documenting their code and then they realize, oh, I wish I could communicate this to the user. And then they just kind of gravitate into into the tech writing world. In non-high tech spaces, this would be a subject matter expert who also happens to be a good communicator. That is not a given with any subject matter expert necessarily. Um, and so, but you see these folks coming in and saying, oh yeah, I, I, I not only know what they need to know, I know how they should, how it should be communicated to them to be effective and actionable. And then, um, then just on more on the delivery IA side, we'll see folks coming in from UX and from sometimes product management and, and content strategy. So uh, you think about the, the product management side of the house where they're saying, oh, yeah, our product needs to have this and they're building all the use cases. And if they're taking the time to develop the use cases and document them really well, sometimes they just take the next step and go, oh, yeah, and we need to be thinking about this other stuff, too. Um, so there's no one path in, and as I alluded to before uh, in the discussion between information architects, um, the delivery versus management, there's lots of training out there for delivery IAs if you go into the UX space. Every UX course has, every UX program has some type of course on, you know, here's how you, you make the content model for your web, your, your portal or whatever. Um, not so much on the structured authoring side. And so one of the things that I've been looking at is how do we get more information architects in the data space in the management side? Uh, and so I have a book that I, you know, that I never seem to get finished, but uh, hopefully it will be out this fall. Um, and it's called Management Information Architecture for Data 1.3. And it's basically a workbook that walks through my methodology and how I do my job and what I would love to be able to train other people to be able to do. Because as we have more and more content coming into these systems, we need to structure it better. We need to tag it better with more metadata um, or what's not going to meet its mission. And one of the things that I do think that we haven't talked enough about is when you were asking, you were saying about evolution of, of the content, is that role of metadata and, and who owns that? Because a lot of the content that folks have, this legacy content was written in a non-digitized non world in some of these places, that it comes in and it it just is it's just words and or that it's been written by a subject matter expert and they they apply some keywords or that's being written by a technical writer who you know is used to doing indexing maybe and and they're they're doing their best and the thing is every organization that's going to go and implement taxonomy like taxonomy with a capital T meaning you have a, a taxonomy management system, you're going to integrate it into your management architecture, you're going to integrate it into your delivery platforms, and you're going to rely on it to be consistent. I encourage them to, rather than trying to teach every single author how to apply the right values, to look at that role and say, who knows how to apply these values the best? 
who will do it consistently, who understands what values need to be there at the topic level, the map level, maybe even at a higher level for an entire deliverable, and, and knows when those need to change, how they need to change, of course, with input from the subject matter experts, but our natural tendency to keep piling on more tasks for the authors to do, I think will not serve us well in the future with this new requirement that we have for metadata. I think that's fair. Um, I think you're probably going to have to get some people who have that, that's their responsibility. You know, like, I think like, I don't, I don't think that you can put that on, I don't think you're going to have a lot of success putting that on the SMEs, honestly. <laughs> oh no, but, but people say that like, oh, if we just give them a drop down list, they'll apply the right value. No, 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 no. They're not going to, they're going to choose the top value. That is what people do. They choose the top, the first value that they come to that looks like it could be one that would work because they do not understand the implications of what assigning that value actually means. That's, that's an interesting way of presenting that. I feel like you got to just like go maybe a step further. I mean, like you have to have somebody who's, they're managing it, but it's their job to put the values there. Like it's their right, job the, the, the application tagging. of it. Yep. And yeah. so back in the bad old days, when all we did was physical print content, we had full production teams. And then as content moved online and, and digitized, people were like, oh, we don't need those people anymore. We don't need editors. We don't need production people. Well, I believe that it's, you know, here's, here's my call for the return of the production team. Yeah, it's it's different, right? It's a different world. It's a different need. Um, but it is like it's not an author. It's not you can't put it in the subject matter experts. Like it's it's an individual who like they're responsible for the metadata, the data around the data. Um, and I wish I had worn my metadata T-shirt today. I was wearing it yesterday. Well, but you know, this is the, the important thing here is that they understand um, they understand the importance of getting one of those values wrong. They understand that if that if they if you tag the wrong value, then the user who's expected to get that content won't get it. And so that understanding, it's not just somebody who just sits there and mindlessly tags things. It's a thoughtful position that works with the delivery platforms and works with the the, the subject matter experts and the delivery, you know, the, the you know, understands if in order for this set of content to appear under these circumstances in this platform, what combination of metadata needs to be there and on what level of data, um, data file should it be applied? Well, yeah, there's, there's probably, a, there's a ton of analysis that goes into this, right? And like, the thing is, you know, you're not gonna pay someone to just sit there and like, you know, click buttons, right? You know, like that's gonna have to be a much more thoughtful position. And that means that you're gonna have to have tools that do the analysis. And this is where I'm a big fan of um, helping people do the right thing. I mean, I joke around that I'm a terrible bowler, but you put pads in the gutters, I can bowl really well. And we want all of your people to hit strikes on your team, right? We need to put bumpers in the gutters so that when they bowl, they always hit strikes because the worst thing at work, well, maybe the worst, but one of the worst things is when you've worked so hard on your content and it's the day before you need to, or, or the day of that you need to publish and you publish and it doesn't work. 
it comes out or you get an unexpected result. It's missing content or content that you weren't expecting shows up. And so um, I, I am always about how do we avoid that? How do we risk, how do we minimize publishing failure? But what I thought you were going to say is that the worst thing to do is you spend all this time in this content and you push publish and it publishes, but it doesn't show up and you don't know why. That's the follow on is that it does successfully publish, but then it doesn't show up on the delivery platform. And then this troubleshooting cycle begins. What if we could avoid that? That's the thing that people don't recognize in today's world. And the thing is like, we've just gotten, we've, the world is just now getting to dynamic, structured publishing, which is crazy because we've been talking about this for a long time. But like you and I both see it on a daily basis. We're really just starting this. And the thing that we see that trusts people up the most is that they build these systems that rely on the structure and our information architecture and the metadata, and they publish, and it's successful, but the content isn't where it's supposed to be. And it's not there because the metadata wasn't lined up properly. So you got to hire someone to make sure that they get that piece right. And there's, it's just a blind spot, I think. Mm -hmm.